she's here to scare you, baby. No, well, so, it's gonna happen. I'm just gonna down this wine real fast, oh, and we're well. There's harder stuff if you need it. Oh boy. Um. So let me go to my word document because you're not killing trees. Because I'm not killing trees. Although I was gonna type this up in a typewriter because your boy lives in the uh, past. The, oh, you could live in the 1860s with all Which, these people who bought the black That's what there. I'm trying to do. Oh my, my name God. is Spencer Hall Parker Street. <laughs> Parker Street. That's exactly it's, right. It's right. Yep. So you, uh, there was an allusion in your story towards mine. Uh, when the people are in the house, it says, get out. The, the ghost says, get out. <laughs> so <clears throat> get out. Not the 2018, 2017 uh, blockbuster. Jordan Peele. But... The 1979 blockbuster of Amityville Horror. Now, you know nothing about Amityville Horror? No, I got nothing. But hold on, I've got an update. My sister, after that entire thing, just texted me back after waiting for, what, 12 hours now? Um, Sounds about right. And texts me and says, Mom's probably got it all covered, uh, but I have the picture that you can zoom in and see the faces in the mirror. We have the picture. We're going to find it. We're going to get down to the bottom of it, and we'll post it on our Instagram page. Yes! Which is at, wait, what's our Instagram page? We are at Instagram at Our Spoopy Podcast. Our website also, Our Spoopy Podcast. Facebook, Our Spoopy Podcast. And Twitter, Our Spoopy. So there you go. We so got check all that, us we got out. Plugged. We're going to have that there for you guys. And uh, you can check it out yourselves. Yeah, and you can tell us what you see in the picture. Make your own assumptions. Yes. Get spoopy with it. Get spoopy with it. Mm-hmm. So Amityville Horror uh, was a blockbuster movie in 1979. Um, so, but it, it, it's a um, based upon a true story. And that's what I'm going to talk to you Ooh, about. I hate this. I hate whenever they're based on true stories because that makes it even scarier because I legit... Cannot handle. I, I can't handle paranormal. I can't handle scary things to begin with. But paranormal, like, because w- you don't fucks with ghosts. You just don't do it. Like, what What are you going to do if a ghost walks in your house and you're like, hey, bitch, like, get out? Like, I mean, what the fuck are you going to do? That's what you have to do. There's know. nothing else you can do except ask them to leave. They're obviously not going to, which is why you should just enjoy it. I mean, I place. do that with you all the time. I tell you to get out and you just stay. Well, I mean, when have I ever left a place voluntarily? I've well, only been true. dragged out. I wonder if I can just stand with it like this. Can you do Does it? it sound okay? Yeah, it, it sounds okay to me. Okay. Maybe that's an easier way for us to talk at to each talk other. To talk at each other? So, <clears throat> uh, so like I said, for my story this week, it's Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. Um, based upon a true story. Have we'll we get into movies that about these? Yeah, there's like six movies Wait, wasn't about The this. Conjuring based on that? Uh... Because I've seen The Conjuring. No. Okay. So the the Warrens from The Conjuring, mm-hmm. they have something to do with this. Oh, okay. Uh, not, uh, it's not, you know, based upon them. Okay. So the Amityville Horror, uh, it's uh, based upon occurrences at a home in Amityville, New York, which mm-hmm. is on Long Island. Basically, the entire East Coast is just haunted as fuck. I mean, like, why people- would you not want to go there? I mean, you were forced out of your lands or, you know, whatever shit happened, you know, back in the colonial era. And you came here and you're like, oh, fuck, I hate my life still. I'm dying of cholera and Dysentery. probably common cold. I mean, God forbid you went to the Oregon Trail because that was a few hundred years later. But sure. yes, you would well, literally die. Regardless. Well, regardless. You can get dysentery anytime, anywhere. So basically, we've just accumulated... Ghosts on ghosts on Yost. Go- Yost. Yost on Yost on Yost. Yes. Basically. <laughs> Yost. 
Y H O S T. Exactly. <laughs> yos on yos on yos. The G is silent. Um, but I mean, anywhere you're going to get lots of ghosts because mm-hmm. everybody has lived somewhere before. And everyone's fucked shit up. And like, I mean, yeah, like the least haunted places, I'd probably say is probably like, I don't know, West Coast. Idaho. Well, Who lives there? Yeah. No and one. There's places in Ivanhoe, or Ivanhoe, 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 that I don't think people have even ever been to. Yeah. Like they don't even know exist. Shout out to Idaho. What's up, uh, girls? <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, give us a shout out on our website. Hey, what's up? Uh, <laughs> so, <could> <laughs> so Amityville is a uh, small village outside of Long Island, or on Long Island, about 40 miles from New York City. Okay. Um, I know people only say New York, but I'm talking about the state and the city at the same time, so, so I want to say New York City. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's important. Anyway. It's a long, or it's a it's a very quiet village. There's less than ten thousand people in there uh, from the 2017 uh, census. That's so smaller than shirts. Yeah, I know, but it's on Long Island, so people have a lot of brunch there. Ooh, that's where brunch originated. I mean, well, wherever there's sparkling wine, the gays will have and brunch. Gays, yeah, <laughs> the gays will have brunch as long as there's wine. Yeah, ten out of ten. Would recommend. Would definitely have brunch in Amityville. Okay. So there's multiple multiple different mediums of accounts for the subject, but I'm sure there's listeners out there that have heard at least a little bit about the legend. Um, but there's movies, there's books, there's television series. But personally, my favorite is the 1979 version starring James Brolin and Margot Kidder. Oh, so this is a movie. This is a, a movie that I guess I have to make you watch now. Like a movie you, or a documentary? Or like both? Movie. It's a Hollywood movie. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it says based on a true story when you start the movie, but um, she's skeptical. Skeptical. Okay. You think it's a real account? It was actually the real movie. You'll see. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a real movie for sure. Like, there, yeah, I mean, no, I know it's a real movie, but like, I know. Okay. Anyways, continue. I'm excited. So, <laughs> and I brought this for you, Chris, because uh, <clears throat> Margot Kidder is the original Wonder Woman. Okay. From this movie. Which I fucking love superheroes. Yeah. Wonder those Woman. Don't scare me. Well, she and and also for you boy over here, she's Canadian, mm-hmm. which I thought was That's, a good segue because you know Canadians. I'm and, Canadian. She's Canadian. Yeah, we're essentially related. Yeah, somehow. and this podcast is going to bridge the United States and Canada. I mean, hopefully, not like the land between us already doesn't bridge us, but I mean, I mean, it's real close. It's real close. I, a little bit close. My family came across. No bridges. The land bridge. We just walked. You just walked. We walked the whole way you here. You walked across the land bridge from it was Canada a long, to the United States. It took a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or did you fly a plane? No, did, we walked. Did you have that back then? I mean, it was it was a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure that there... 1991 planes? Well, like 20 no. years ago. No planes. No planes? Yeah. People just walked. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So... Uh, what I'm trying to say is that the spirit animal of this podcast, this is the spirit animal of the podcast. Spirit- Amityville Horror is the spirit animal of this podcast. Okay. Okay. And I think we need to give her credit and, and thank her for that. Okay. So dear Amityville Horror. Thank you. Don't come hang out with us because you're kind of scary, but. And you might kill me. You'd probably kill Chris, but not me. I don't know. Is there deaths in this? Oh yeah. Oh shit. Okay. So they <laughs> might actually kill me. So, uh, First, you want to start with the haunting, or you want to start with the murder? Murder. All right, good, because that's how I wrote it. (laughs) 
So Amityville Horror is the basis of a legend that centers around the house. Uh, and it's a really nice house. I would live there. Okay. Um, which, I mean, any haunted house or house built before what? 1920. 19... I mean, you drive on the heights here Honestly, in, in Houston. You're like, oh my God, look how old it is. Before 19, we'll give it 1981. Before okay. that, I'm like, ooh, it's so old. Oh my God, oh, look at how rickety there. it is. I oh, bet you, you there's <laughs> dead people in there somewhere. In the walls, I hope. There's a hole in the hardwood. Let's live there. Oh God, <laughs> pull up the floorboards. I want to see. <laughs> That's accurate. So... Basically, it's old and it's haunted, which are at the top of the list requirements for this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. So to keep me on my toes. Uh, so the house is still standing, which, mind you, had a terrible occurrence in it. It was the worst murder in the village's history. I want to pull up the house for you so you can see it. because okay. it's uh, How spoopy is it? It's like mm, 10 out of 10 spoopy. Oh, wow. Because the house looks like it has a face. Can we post a picture of this on our Instagram, too? Yeah, we'll post it side by side. So at... Our at, Spoopy Podcast? Yeah. On Instagram? Okay. At Our Spoopy Podcast, except for Twitter, which is just Our Spoopy. Okay. Excellent. I'm just double checking because I want to make sure that we get all of our pictures and all of our uh, bottoms, I mean, bases covered. Both. Both. <laughs> so this is it in modern day. Ooh. It's called a Dutch colonial house. Okay. Um, so it's got think, high roofs. I don't think Dutch people built it, but. Then why is it called a Dutch colonial house? It had something to do with it. How did I open up the entire webpage? Oh, that's cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. So, so are those like two separate houses or? This one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The it's tam- one house. Okay. It's like a barn shape. Okay. Um, but this is it in the 70s. So kind of the same thing, but it had like a big old porch up front. Yeah. Like a sun, sun okay. room and a porch. Uh, and I think they built, I think it, they built it forward, but I don't know. I'm not. Okay. It looks spoopy. I'm just looking at it already looks like it has terrible things happening in it the black and white makes it like 10 times better i mean that happens at any photo exactly i mean we could have posted our we should post our picture that we just took again okay, yeah in black so we, and white. Po- we posted a, p- a photo already for the beginning of the podcast but we'll post a second one in black and white and you guys can tell, tell us which one is more spoopy. yeah which one is more spoopy because we definitely want to portray an air of spoopy we need to know yeah this is for science so uh <laughs> so it begins with the defeo family okay so they were a family of seven Ronald and Louise were the mom and the dad. And then there was Ronald Jr. His name is Butch. Uh, his nickname is Butch. And then there's Don, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew. And John Matthew is too many names. Yeah. John Matthew. That's two family. first names. Yeah. Does he have a middle name too? I didn't find that. Was but that his last name? No. It's his, it's his full first name. So what's his last name? DeFeo? John Matthew DeFeo. Okay. That's too many names. There's too many names. Like just cancel one of your names. Like, like it's canceled. That's too many. And five, five is too many kids. Yeah, you have I'm five kids. literally. What did I say earlier? Clown car. Literally, your vagina is not a clown car. You should, you should really like limit the amount of children that yeah. you like come out of. We there. don't. I mean, you know my feelings of children. Children are like, <laughs> oh god, no, get them away! <laughs> like, look at that creature. Over there. <laughs> so five of them running around at one time. At one Sheesh. time. So I mean, they had a bunch of age in between them. Besides the so Alice and Mark and John Matthew are all quite young. Um. Dawn is 18, and, and Butch Jr., I think, at the time was probably, like, 22. Okay. Um, but still. Yeah. There's a lot of kids in one house. Yeah. And a 22-year-old. Yeah. And an 18-year-old. Yeah. There's a lot of hormones. A lot of hormones. Like, calm down. So, uh, anyways, Ronald Sr. is a car salesman, and okay. the family owns a dealership. Well, mm-hmm. the like, his grandfather owns the dealership, but he is, like, the manager of the dealership. Um, so, it's the 70s, and that means... 
that's like a really lucrative career. So they've got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I think if you own a car dealership, you still have a lot of money. But if you're a manager at a car dealership, you're still I don't know. I don't sell cars that well. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I mean, unless you're like selling like a fancy car, maybe. Yeah. Oh, God, maybe I don't know. Like, oh, here, come, welcome to the yeah, Tesla dealership. It was probably like Chevys. Yeah, nothing fancy. Okay, nothing fancy. So, uh, also, seventies car dealership. One, it can only mean one thing. Fabulous plaid jackets. I was not thinking that. But Stunning. Okay. I'm I'm glad that you went there because I was thinking like uh, it's the seventies. So they've job, got they've got like, sideburns. What did you say? Side jobs. Side, side jobs. Boot? I was thinking like yes, basically side like prostitution. Like They're I, was, men. They're I went down a very dark alley very quickly. You've taken it too far. I went so really. We're spoopy. talking about something wholesome here. Plaid jackets, sideburns. That weird big old like airy air. What are they? A- aviator glasses yeah. with like the brown at the top and yep. they're clear at the bottom. Yep. Like fashion. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm I'm on the same wavelength. Uh, you take me back out of the dark alley real quick, and uh, we're we're back to where we are. Bell bottoms. Yeah. So, anyways, they've got money, uh, and they move into this house in Amityville. I think before that they lived in Brooklyn. I, I saw that a couple places, but I okay, didn't. Okay, so they feel want to escape the city yeah. and do something you know less crazy. I didn't feel comfortable writing it down, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anyone's listening that can prove me wrong, you go ahead and tell me. So they moved into Amityville, um, and everything's good except Butch is having some problems. So in my research that I have found. Uh, allegedly, 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 uh, Ronald Sr. was like crazy abusive and he would take all of his anger out on his wife and uh, his oldest son, Butch. Uh, so like the dad, the dad yeah, would, the would, dad would, would beat him. Okay. They, yeah. It's the 70s. You can yeah. beat your kids. Yeah, that was loud. It, you know, I mean, spank the crap out of him with a belt. I was, I was spanked as a child. I wouldn't be, but I was, you know, like, uh, like a little tap, like, uh. who hurt you? My mom, she's a bitch, and I love Patty. her. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, your dad's beating you a lot, and he's, like, not that nice to your mom. So I'm sure, as everyone can see in 2019, he's going to become kind of violent. Yeah. So, and it's the 70s, and they only have, like, four mental disorders. So this is the part that you want someone to prove you wrong, that he was abusive? Uh, or was it? You can prove me wrong on that. Prove me wrong on whatever you think. Okay. I mean, I'm probably wrong on half of it. but Okay, cool. Just let me know. Um, we can have an, an addendum on our next episode where yeah, and that's we correct ourselves. Yeah, that's at How many times can I plug it? <laughs> I would like you to plug it 24-7. Okay, good. <laughs> Just say it, whisper it into the microphone Like every time while talking. you're talking, yeah. like anyone who has like like tender ears is like, ourspoopypodcast.com. Amazing. <laughs> so Butch is not thriving um, and he's starting to do drugs. He's like into heroin and LSD. Butch is a the oldest kid. He's the oldest kid. Yeah. Okay, okay. So he's like wild and out. And his parents are like, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? It's the 70s, the 70s and I beat my kids. Everyone, what I mean, do, I feel like how 70s, do I fix everyone this? was on drugs. No? I felt like that for the 60s, but I guess the 70s are just like a layover. You just kind of bled into it. That's a that's a hangover. Like I a long like hangover. Like the 60s until the 80s, people were no, I don't know. People are always on drugs. Yeah. I don't think there's any one decade where people are like more on drugs than yeah. others. Until you get to like twenty two thousands, and then everybody just starts doing legal drugs. Yeah, like and they're like oxycotton. Dude, let's just like legalize marijuana. Like you know, yeah. get to that point. It's like it's fine. We're not there yet. Yeah. Well, we're trying. Well, we're not Canadian like you. Okay, we well, can't all just like, oh my god. Well, we can move to Colorado. That's true. So, uh, 
they don't know what to do. They take him to see a psychiatrist, but again, it's the seventies, and the real problem is the dad. But yeah, and nobody's... mental illness was not like on the forefront like it is nowadays. So. Yeah, and nobody's gonna say, "Oh, it's your dad's fault." Hmm. They're gonna be like, "Well, what's wrong with you?" Yeah, and the dad's not gonna be like, "I beat him." Yeah, and that's probably why. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Oh." So no, he's wrong. just fucked he needs up. A lobotomy. Well, I feel like that was more of the fifties. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he gets kicked out of high school, and his parents um, are like, "What do we do?" And they're like, "I know what to do. Let's give him a lot of money. Let's buy him a lot of stuff." I wish my dad did that. Uh, sounds like the best. Honestly, ever. like, hey, this kid dropped out of high school. Go make some. Like, here's a shit ton of money. Go. Oh, bitch. Are you ready for this? Yes. So they buy him stuff like ridiculous things, like a boat. A full-on boat. I could just go sail. Like, just leave. Anywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, I think they live on... So it's... Amityville is on, on the ocean. Long Island, yeah. So... And he's got a speedboat. Yeah. And it's on a river, too. So it leads out into the ocean. Yeah. Um, so I looked it up on biography.com. And they said it was a $14,000 speedboat that they bought in 1968. So nowadays it'd it's be... It's $102,000. Yes, yeah, exactly. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. For a teenage boy that dropped out of high school. For a teenage boy that dropped out of high school and is doing drugs and you don't know what's wrong with him, so you're buying him a boat. I'm very into the story. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't wait until we get to the spooky stuff because I want it to like ruin house. my life. Welcome. Welcome. So, uh, <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> it's so spooky. So he's spending all of his money on car on his car. He also has got the car. Mm-hmm. I, they didn't say anything about the car, car but he's got boat. a car and a fucking boat, mm-hmm. and he's twenty two. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! I just got thirty thousand dollars of student loan debt. I'm Congratulations! Right. You graduated high school. Here's school. <laughs> you want some debt? We got you. <laughs> uh, so he's spending all his money on car on his car and drugs and liquor and guns. Oh, because you know why not? America. Anybody who's got a mental mental disorder, get guns. You should probably get a gun. Are we in Alabama still? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I need to stop ragging on Alabama. I'm sorry if you're from Alabama and you love us. Keep loving us, please. This is the first episode, um, but yes. But it'll I continue, agree. I'm sure. Because <laughs> people will come back and listen to this one. Yeah, and figure so. out, oh, wow, they got a lot better than what they were in the first yeah. episode. Marky. Marky. Nobody listened to the dog in the background. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the usual. Uh, so... Butch is not content with his life, and things are starting to culminate. He's getting a, he's getting very angry, and he's uh, more antisocial. And so... Uh, and this he, is all while they're living at this house. They're all living at this house at this time. Okay. Yes. So according to bibliography.com, he was, during a hunting trip, he threatened to kill one of his friends with a rifle. Mm. I don't know what was said, but I'm sure it was just like, you can't kill that deer. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to kill you. Hmm. I like threats like that. Like, ooh, just kill this dick. Oh, man, that's too, <laughs> uh, too far. Cut that. Ron, Ron, cut that out. Uh, so so he threatens his friend with a rifle. And then later, the friend's like, you threatened me with a rifle. And he's like, no, I didn't. He just he denied forgot? It. Fully denied it. Just fucking he forgot like, that what? he had a gun and was like, you were not. Bitch. You were not in danger. Okay. You not in danger, girl. <laughs> you not in danger, girl. <laughs> I mean, I, what else are you gonna do? You can't just be like, "I'm gonna kill you," and then be like later, "Yeah, I meant that." No, you, well, yeah, you gotta deny it. So I'm not. I'm on board with it. Yeah, for that. yeah, yeah. So then later, uh, not later that day, but later in the story, uh, according, uh, uh, there was a fight between Ronald DeFeo Senior, his dad. 
uh, and his wife, Louise. And Butch decides that he's going to intervene in a calm and rational manager and, you know, point a gun at his dad. That's calm and rational. Well, you know, I mean, that's a really easy way to, you know, de-escalate a situation. Just put a gun in the situation and people are like, well, I mean, you had a good point. Welcome to America. Exactly. So he grabs one of his guns and he points at his dad. And then, girl, he pulls the trigger. So he shoots his dad. He sh- tries he to shoot his dad. his dad. Okay. He tries to shoot his it dad. Tries to. Okay, okay. The gun it malfunctions. Ooh. It malfunctions the first time that he shoots him. Point blank range. He would have killed him if the, oh, yeah. if the gun had not malfunctioned. Like with a rifle, he would have fucking blown him to bits. He would have, yeah, his head would have yeah. fully exploded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and, I'm from Shirts, Texas. I know. I'm just kidding. I never shot a gun. <laughs> I've seen some things. Whereas she's like fully never seen a movie. And never watched a TV. So, uh, so, you know, pulls the trigger. And then we happen, what happens next is, you know, the normal, what people would do when somebody tries to kill them and they literally fail, but they would have killed them otherwise. Beat the shit out of them. Yeah. No, they just move on. Oh, oh! Yeah. You don't call the cops. You don't ask your son to move away. Oh, you just tell him to go to bed. Oh, you. But no supper though. Tried to shoot me. Yeah, you you're grounded. You don't. You don't get any supper. Go to bed. No cell phone. Well, the, the seventies didn't have cell phone. They had smoke signals. <laughs> uh, so pigeons. No carrying pigeon for you. <laughs> Give me your quill. <laughs> so. That's what he does. He just ends the argument and he moves on. So, I mean, sure, I think he's stunned about it. I think he's like, yeah. oh, well, this Still is Still in normal. shock. Like, it didn't really actually happen. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's crazy. And and they make a lot of money. So, it's totally possible for him to be like, you should probably move. Like, just move him across country. Yeah. Move move him into the city. Yeah. I mean, he's going to murder people regardless, but at least it's not It's not you. Yeah. You you paid to not be you essentially. You paid not to. You, be you you paid for it not to be you. And what does an apartment in Brooklyn cost in in 1979? I fucking know. Twelve dollars. Twelve probably. A buffalo. You could probably go live in what's the what's the poor area Queens? I don't know. It's this poor. <laughs> if I've you're been in to New York, York City, please tell me. And I could tell you that the street I think is the cheapest place to live. Probably. But I don't know anything else about that. Twelve dollars. Yeah. Sounds Twelve dollars right. for the right. street of of New York. So uh, if that's not enough. Um, he, he starts to feel mad because he's, he's feeling like, or Butch is not feeling like he gets paid enough at the dealership that he works at with his dad. Um, Even though he tried to kill his dad and failed and his dad still kept him on the job. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So cool. here we are. I'm just summarizing here. So he, the, he attempted to steal $20,000 from the dealership. Okay. They said, you're not paying me enough. I'm going to take the money that I deserve. So uh, he goes he's so he was entrusted to deposit this money in the bank for his father and his grandfather at the dealership so he calls up one of his buddies and he's like hey man you know um i'm i'm trying to get some money and you want to help me rob my 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 family and his friend's like obviously uh is he gonna give him a cut yeah he splits it with him okay so uh after that he they said they they steal the money and uh Butch is like, uh, oh my god, I uh, I got robbed on my way to the uh, the bank to, to deposit it. Oh no, 
How, what happened? Where did the money go? Twenty thousand dollars gone. It's just gone. And but he, did he like so pretend one... like beat himself up or you... no? Okay. Well, I think he said. Well, no, I won't say that because I don't remember reading it and I didn't write it, so I won't. Say no, that's it. fine. So, uh, so the police are like, hmm. So they are like, um, well, let's figure this out. So they come and they're like, we need to interview Butch. The guy who got robbed. Yeah. And he's like, uh, no, I don't want to come down to the station. I'm doing, I'm not talking to you. He doesn't want to talk to the police after he's been robbed. Okay. $20,000 robbed. $20,000 robbed. So not suspicious. No. You know, let him go. No. He's obviously stressed out. Um, so his father's like, hmm, that's fishy. So when Ronald confronts Butch about the robbery, Butch, Butch is like, I'm going to kill you, dad. Normal reaction. Of course, apparently. Anybody would say that. Okay. So I wrote, hashtag, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so then, Send the kid away. Send him to the streets for $12 a day. Yeah, you can get an apartment in Brooklyn for $12 or a sideburn. It's yeah. the 70s. Literally just They'll take live. anything. Yeah. New York City was like, please come here. Uh, like, do you have a van that this the uh, mystery gang... They work at a car dealership. They yeah. have plenty of vans. Get in there. Just take one. Take it down. Go up to old Mr. Roper... Three's company style and say, I'll give you this van for an apartment. Yeah. And they'll say, fair trade. that's way too expensive. We'll give you the penthouse. Yeah. Like you can live on the top of whatever Dallas building was there at the time. I will uh, give you everything I that own. Old, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> then we come to some murders. <laughs> so one night <laughs> Butch is awake and he decides, girl, it's time. It is time. So, Time's up, girl. She said, uh-huh, now. This is it. Move it. So Move she grabs Was her, it, what, third time possibly more, but third you know, time that you've said well, so far? Well, she said she, she pulled the gun, shot it, didn't fire, and then said to her dad, I well, said to his dad, we need to get our pronouns right. We always talk in Well, yeah, we always talk about girls, so. Girl. So, girl, please. <laughs> so he's like, um, yeah, it's time. Okay. I'm going to go kill him. Okay. So he grabs his rifle and he goes on his little spree. Uh, he shoots all of his fam- family members while they're face down in bed. That's his dad, his mom, his two sisters, and his two brothers. So six, six people. people. He okay. murders six people in their beds. Oh. So, you know. But okay, my question is, like, when he shoots the first person, did no one else wake up? We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. So uh, he put he shoots them all. They're all dead in their beds. So then he puts all of his bloody clothes and the gun in a uh, pillowcase. Uh, and then he's like, better go to work. So he he packs up and goes to work down at the dealership where his dad and his grandfather work. Uh, along the way, he throws the pillowcase into a storm drain. Um so he works for a little bit there. Nobody's question. He he calls his dad when he gets to work. He calls his family house, and he's like, uh, "Nobody's answering. That's weird." And so everybody's like, "Okay. Well, I mean, I guess he didn't come into work today. The dad didn't come into work today." And, and just like, told no one, yeah, even though his dad basically owns this place. Yeah, and the son's like, "That's strange. Let me call them." And uh, nobody answers. So okay. here we are. So then he's, after a couple hours at work, he gets bored because he never really did anything at work because the job was just... Handed to him. Yeah, handed to him. So then he goes and hangs out with his friends for a little bit and he's drinking. 
Uh, and then he makes a point when he's with his friends to call his house again. He's like, it's really strange that nobody's answering the phone at home. I wonder why. Which is, cl- I mean, classic. What is, that's what you do. Psychopath. Obviously. That's fine. So then he's like, well, I need to go home and check on my family, make sure they're all okay, because nobody's answering the phone. So he goes home. Um, and then he... Uh, is there for I don't know some amount of time and then later he goes to his local bar which is like down the road from his his house uh, and he busts in the door and he's like uh, he screams you gotta help me I think my mother and father are shot verbatim um, which is what you say you know <laughs> when you find all six of your family members face down just the mom and the dad are dead though I'm not sure about the others but they've been but shot them. he didn't try and look for any of his other siblings. There's blood. They've been shot. Okay. okay. Only only thing that you could expect. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, this is where the comp- conspiracy theories come into play. Okay. Because you said earlier, why are they all face down? Why did they... Well, you didn't say that, but... I well, I mean, I asked that. Yeah. So why did they not wake up when they shot one of them? Yeah. So uh, there's a couple of conspiracy theories. I don't know if the, how much of a conspiracy they are or if they played true to real events. But there's a couple things to which Butch testified. Um, So first one is, this is the first story that that Butch gave the police. So Butch attests that his family was alive when he left in the morning around 6 a.m. And he thought it was a mob hit. They're from Brooklyn. Obviously, mob ties could be expected. Okay, maybe. So Uh, maybe. Yeah, he says his dad had this man working for him for the dealership. They said they had a falling out. His name was Louis Fellini. And Butch suggested that Fellini had killed them after he left for work in the morning. Uh, now, the police are like, okay, we got this. So they go and grab Louis Fellini. The mob. Yeah. The, the mob guy. Yeah. So um, they had uh, a great 70s forensics. So there's there's two ways that they disproved this. So in the 70s, you know, the forensics are top notch. A plus. Way Everybody better than they are today. So they determined that the time of death was around... Uh, three in the morning. Okay. Um, and they also found a box of bullets for the gun. Cool. That was used to murder them in Butch's room. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so just a hard, maybe on that one. Yeah. At that time they're like, well, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, and then, so there's the second part, you know, (laughs) well, that's crazy. I can't believe that. What a coincidence. Well, how did the mob put it there? (laughs) They must've gotten in somehow. So uh, then um, once they found the gun, he changes his story. Okay. So he says Fellini came in and he put a gun to Butch's head and he walked around with him in the house and they systematically murdered everyone in his family. Together. Together. Well, okay. Butch has well, got a gun yeah, to his yeah, head but like, and Fellini's murdering. Okay. Yeah. Well, they didn't make it really clear whether or not Fellini was the one that was murdering the family, but they made it sure that Butch had a gun to his head. So Butch could have did the murdering in this scenario. Okay. Or Fellini could have. Someone someone shot him. Either but way, together. They, together. they were together with his gun to his head. Okay. Yeah. So, and then uh, police are like, we should get a hold of this Fellini guy. Mm-hmm. So they go and grab him. Uh, and then he's like, Fellini's like, uh, I wasn't even in that state. And they have full Alibi. alibis yeah. to say that he was out of state. Cool. So Butch is like, Oh shit. And he was like, um, once I started, I couldn't stop. It just happened so fast. So now it's just, cascade. so he's admitted to yeah. it now. So they put him in jail and he's in jail still. Oh, okay. 
Um, so, so he might listen to this podcast is what you're saying. Uh, I don't think they have podcasts in jail. I don't know what they get anymore. I don't think they have internet. Well, they have internet, but I don't think they're, they let them sit at a computer for, what is it now? Two hours? Probably almost two hours. <laughs> uh, so, um, we're enjoying our podcast. Okay. We're having a good time. Welcome. Rspoopypodcast.com. <laughs> uh, Rspoopypodcast, Instagram and Facebook. Rspoopy Twitter. Uh, so then we've got uh, uh, another conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. which makes a little bit of sense. So uh, as the, not this one. We have one more before it starts okay, to make a little sense. Another, another point. Okay. <laughs> so the case goes to trial and Butch's lawyers try to enter an insanity plea. So he says that he hears voices that were telling him to murder his family. And, uh the prosecution said that he had an antisocial disorder, but he was fully aware of his actions. So he gets convicted, uh, six counts of second degree murder and the jury delivers six life sentences. Yikes. Um, the defense tried to say that he was murder or he was, um, you know, clinic clinically, uh, insane. Yeah. But jury didn't believe him. Well, surprised. I mean, yeah. Shocked. (laughs) Uh, They gave him a boat. Yeah. They gave him a boat and a car. Like, shit it's fine okay so uh, these are the 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 conspiracy theories that i think have a little bit more weight to them because i'm so skeptical because they were all face down in bed that doesn't make any sense to me yeah uh so over the years he's changed his story in jail um in attempts to get parole some of them have been a little bit more believable than the others um and like again they were all face down in bed none of them were drugged how do you kill a person in their house without Stirring anybody else that lives yeah. there. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I mean, know. especially you said it was a rifle. I don't know. You mentioned rifle earlier, and that yeah, was, it's, it's, it's a, a high-powered gun. So like it's not loud a as gun. fuck, and like in this house that you just showed me. I mean, I can hear things like in shirts that echo through. Like that, you can hear the train. It's a freaking mile and a half away. Like, Honestly, and it's, it's a three-story house, but there's only like four bedrooms. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's silent. Yeah. You can hear all these things. I don't understand. Okay, so. uh First one. Okay. He claims that his sister Dawn murdered their father in a fit of hysteria and kill his and the or the, sorry. Cut. He claims that his sister Dawn murdered their father and in a fit of hysteria the mother killed his sister and then proceeded to murder all of his siblings and he killed his mother out of self defense. So the sister kills the dad uh-huh. and the mother's like, You killed my husband? I'm gonna kill all my kids. Okay, except for Butch. Ex- well, no, she tries to kill them too, but he kills her instead. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, she goes crazy because her husband's dead. After the husband beats her all the time. Okay. Slightly believable, but no. Yeah, no, that's definitely a not. So then later he changes his story again and says that Dawn kills everyone. His sister killed everyone in the family, and then he had to kill her. Okay. But that doesn't explain why they're all face down. Exactly. So this is the most believable of all the stories. So uh, he says that uh, he and and his sister Don murdered them all together. Okay. So he and his sister like he murders his mom and dad. I don't know about the the semantics of this, but essentially he murders his mom and his dad, and then the sister murders the brothers and the other sister. Okay. And then he kills his sister at the end. But why are they all face down? I don't understand. So I think that if two of them go together, they'd have more of a chance of murdering all of them at one time. All of them at one time without them flipping over okay. or waking up. So like two and two kind of thing. Like you go in together, kill mom and dad at the same time, go kill the other two siblings. But what? There's still five. There's five of them. Yeah. So one of them still. Well, three of them are still awake, hearing this 
I don't know. That's still not believable to me. So I think the well, they laid. So the mom and the dad, of course, are in bed next to mm-hmm. each other. So they're an easy kill together. Yeah. Uh, and then the other four siblings are younger than them. The other three. Well, the other yeah. three. Uh, so the sister is in one room, and the brothers are together in another room. Yeah. So I guess it is feasible for the sister to have murdered both brothers and he murders the parents and like then, two shots at one. Okay. Yeah. And then go murder the, the little boy next. Yeah. The, the little sister. I think she's like 13. Yeah. Um, but like no signs of struggle, no sign, like no signs of struggle at all. And Dawn's face down in her bed too. Yeah. Which means so, Butch had to then kill her. He had to say, lay down in this bed and let me shoot you. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. So, I don't think I, none of that happened. He that killed is them all. that is the most believable of them all. But there's a last one where they say there's a unidentified uh, second party killer. So Butch brought somebody else in. He said, "Help me murder these people." Hmm. But they've never discovered anything. No, no one's that. like said anything. No other evidence. No, no other anything. Evidence. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's so, fun. That's the murder. Okay. Uh, and now we're at the haunting. Okay. Because the scary this is a spoopy shit. podcast that okay. so we do murders and we do hauntings. Well, and the we murders do... are already scary. <laughs> well, get ready, bitch. Okay. <laughs> so after the murders, like right after the murders, I don't think a couple of years had passed before another family moves into the same house. Wow. Why did they not just burn it all down? It's like fucking light thousand fire. It's gone. Oh, bitch. Wait. <laughs> so they move into the house. <laughs> It's a family of five. Okay. So mom, dad, little girl, two little boys. Mm-hmm. They buy the house on the cheap because of the murder, mm. obviously. Uh, they move in. They don't throw it away in the furniture. All the furniture is included. They live with that furniture. So they live in the house, in the beds that these people were murdered in. Oh, jeez. Like, I I mean, and they tell them about the murder before yeah, they move yeah. in. Like, not hey, like, there's a fucking let me just terrible let you, murder. Karen, yeah. I know that you're worried about moving. Let me just give you a little extra. Everybody was murdered in this house, but you get the beds. Everything's fine. You get all of it included. So the Lutzes are like, "Mm, okay. So they move in uh, and scary shit ensues. Whoa. So I, no way. So I, you did bullet points. These are my bullet points. Okay. okay. A ton of them. So uh, George, the father of the Lutzes uh, would wake up consistently at three, five, three 15 in the morning. Every night. That's they from The Country. I remember that part. Yeah. Okay. Well, well you got to watch the movie now. Yeah, I know. We have to watch. You're going to scare the shit out of me once again, even though I've already w- dealt with going through the movie and the second one, you're going to make me watch it again. Well, you've never seen Amityville Horror, the original? No. But it's from the 70s, so the the special effects are not as good. Oh my God. It's not as scary. Okay. So Then maybe I can get through it. Yeah. Let's have her. So he wakes up at 3.15 every morning and goes out to check the boathouse, and that's the approximate time of the DeFeo murder, murders. Okay. So, and then they also have swarms of flies. Swarms of flies in the house. Specifically in one room in the movie. I'm not sure if that's true in the real life. I read the book, and I think that it also happens in this room that um, Kathy Lutz used for painting. Okay. Um, But swarms of fly in the middle of December. So when flies should not be alive in New York. New York. In New York State. Yeah. 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 And they're, and I mean, I know we say swarm, but like, like a lot of flies. Yeah. Like a lot of flies. <laughs> like crazy amount of flies. <laughs> so there's that. And then uh, Kathy, the mother, would always have dreams about discovering the DeFeos in the order of their killing. Like finding them dead. Finding them dead. 
and she could describe which 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 people were killed first. Interesting. Uh, she also had the incession in the sensation of being embraced in a loving manner, like a ghost would hug her. So, but, like, like the movie Ghost, Patrick Swayze is just showing up and just like from behind, yeah. It's okay, but like less rapey. Okay, because it's loving. It says it's, it's loving. like. I feel warm and like cuddly. Oh, go sex. I don't gross. Yeah. So we were talking about like, ooh, sorry, the wine is making noises. I'm opening it. We're also drinking wine still. Yes. We're still uh, going. But we ran out of box. So, we so now we're going to, to, to twist off. Oh, you, you, you hear that? So, oh, you put hear it closer that? to the camera. Oh, okay. Or, hold on. This is not a camera. This is a microphone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the real spot. You ready for more? Yeah. No? No, oh, no. Yeah, 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 okay. I'm just trying to make an <laughs> yeah, ASMR your turn. video here. Put it up to the... Oh. That's so pleasant <laughs> to hear through these headphones. I'll let you listen to it in a minute. Uh, I love it. Anyways, <laughs> so warming manner, yes. Perfect time for wine. <laughs> so, uh, and then George discovers a small hidden room behind a bookcase in his basement. Okay. The walls are all painted red, and the room does not appear in the blueprints on the house. Ooh, so a fake room. A fake room. The room came to be known as the Red Room, and the room has a profound effect on their dog. They also have a dog. His name's okay. Harry. And you, what did I say about the dogs earlier? Was that on the microphone? I don't even know. I yes, talked about it was. Dogs are, they know shit. Yeah, they that's know why shit. we have to bring Kennedy, because yeah. he knows. Yeah. He's, he was shaking earlier, so I think so there's knew, a ghost in here. He could feel the evil coming through our microphones. I think The so. spoopy. <laughs> Do you think the ghosts are already here? Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So he refused to go near it, and he would cower in front of it as as, as if he, there was something ominous in front of it. Oh, God, okay. Uh, and shout out to Wikipedia, because this is what they said. <laughs> uh, so there were now also... we have to donate. We have to donate to them, because they're always asking me to... I mean, it's just $3. Yeah, okay. Who wouldn't? It's just 3 Yeah, seriously. You better so, donate to Wikipedia, or else all of your information is going away forever. Honestly. They'll they'll find a way to like sell your social security number. Yeah, they know seriously. it. They, they have know to know everything. It. They have not. So uh, there were also cold spots and odors of perfume and uh, it says excrement, but I wrote shit because that's what it means. Uh, In the areas of the house where there was no wind, there was no pipes that would explain the source. So it just smells like shit. Just dead. Yeah. Decay. Which, well, maybe not decay, but sound. I mean, you could smell that sometimes out on the street. I used to smell like AM too. Just randomly. I just smell like poop outside like the main student center. It's like, hmm. But perfume? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. So, and then uh, while tending to the fire, George and Kathy would see an image of a demon with it, uh, half of its head blown out. So, like, got shot by a rifle. Got shot in the head by a rifle, which I think happened to his dad. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, burned into the back of the fireplace, like, you'd look at. like That I would, as soon as I saw that, I would burn the house down. Get all the insurance money and just run the fuck away. Like, gone. I'm just gone. If I saw a face in the fucking fire. Funny you say that. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, So, we have much more haunting to get through. Oh, my God. So, the Lutz's five-year-old daughter, Missy, developed an imaginary friend named Jody, who was a demonic pig with glowing red eyes. And in the movie, she talks about it all the time. She's like, Jody's right over there. No. Wild. (laughs) Imaginary... Friends are already fucked up for me with with little K 
kids that can see these things. I mean, like I said earlier in the podcast, my sister like could feel things back when she was a kid. She used to talk about this man who would come sit at the end of her bed and like just hang out with her in the middle of the night and just like talk to her. And so like my mom would hear her talking and would go check on her and like wake up, like, you know, into the room. And like my sister would be like, oh, I'm just talking. I don't remember his name. I'll have to, you know, get her to be a guest on this podcast at some point to talk about it. sounds like she's a wealth of information. She knows a lot of fucking shit about like fucking shit like this. Like I can't handle her. Uh, But like she would talk to someone at the end of her bed. So basically this. I can't deal with it. legit from the movie. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. The kids are are crazy. Kids and dogs. Literally why you don't need seven of them. No. Exactly. So, uh, (laughs) so in the early mornings of Christmas Day of 1975, George looked up at the house after checking on the boathouse, which he's checking at 3.15 in the morning Mm -hmm. because that's when he wakes up to look at the boathouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he saw Jody, Missy's imaginary friend, standing behind her in the bedroom window. So, pig demon with, with glowing, glowing red, red eyes. eyes hanging out behind your kid in the window. And you're seeing it from afar. So, he runs upstairs and he's like, what the fuck? And she's asleep. So, she was standing in the window, pig demon behind her. And he was just like, what the fuck is going on? Ran to the house and she's dead asleep again. Yep. So, pig demon like propped her up against the window. Yeah. Oh, cool. So in the movie, they have some really bad special effects where it just looks like uh, they put a TV in the window. But that's similar. I mean, that's the 70s. You know, 70s is fine. I mean, it's almost the 80s, but still. Okay. But it happened in the book and happened in the movie, and they say it happened as well. Uh, And then George would wake up to the sound of the front door slamming. He would race downstairs, find the dog sleeping soundly at the front door. Slam door, slamming front door. Goes down to check. Dog Dog's is right in front asleep. of the door. Door couldn't have been opened without waking the dog. Yeah. Uh, and the dog would have barked or yiped or, you know, whatever dogs yep. do. Uh, and then he would also uh, hear what he described as a marching band tuning up. They would be downstairs playing and he'd have to go downstairs and look. Yeah. What else? I a marching band. That's loud. Loud. I was in marching band. And nobody else is. Nobody hears it. Yeah. And when he'd go downstairs, it would stop. Like abruptly. Crazy. Uh, and so I don't then. Like this. this is amazing. Uh, so then uh, George bore it. Well, he would go to the bar that the DeFeo guy, Butch, would go mm-hmm. to. Um, and they'd say that he looked exactly like Butch DeFeo. And he really does. If you pull up all the pictures, they look almost identical. The two of them. They look almost oh identical. Oh my gosh. Uh, and so then uh, closing the window. Uh, wait. Okay, cut this. Uh, so then in bed, sometimes Kathy would receive wet red welts on her chest caused by an unseen force that was levitating her two feet in the air. The locks, doors, and windows of the house were damaged by unseen forces, so they didn't work. Uh, cloven hoof prints attributed to an enormous pig appeared in the snowbanks outside the, the house on January 1st. A green gelatin-like slime oozed from the walls in the hall and also from the keyhole of the playroom door in the attic. A 12-inch crucifix hung from the living room by Kathy, revolved until it was upside down, you know, like the devil, and gave off a sour smell. Uh, George tripped over a four-foot-high china lion ornament in the uh, living room and found bite marks on his legs from on one of the ankles. Uh, Later, the lion would appear in the living room after they'd moved it back upstairs into the sewing room. And I said painting room, but I meant sewing room. Yeah. Uh, And then Kathy or George saw Kathy turn into an old woman in front of his face. And it happened for it was like 
he could see her as an old woman for like an hour. Uh, and then did he say anything to her, or was he just like in shock that he was just like you're old, like you're old bitch, like? Well, in the movie, it's only momentarily, but uh-huh. in the book and in the Wikipedia article, yeah, this is where I read it, uh, said that it was, um, for. Transferred into a woman of 90, the wild hair a shocking white, the face a mass of wrinkles and ugly lines, and saliva dripping from the toothless mouth. I don't know how long they said it for. I just said an hour, but apparently But like a, what a period of time that he was able to notice all of those details. Notice all of those things yeah. about her. Uh, Missy, the daughter, would occasionally sing in her room. She would stop as soon as she left, and then as soon as she re-entered the room, she would continue singing, picking up right where she left off. And then, uh, one occasion, Kathy heard what sounded like a window being opened and closed through the sewing room door, even though there was nobody in there. So, these are all of the occurrences. I'm sure there's more. You should watch the movie. because That's fucking terrifying. It's got it. So, basically, this giant like pig demon that's basically a fucking devil... Or demon, or maybe it is a devil, and they don't know. They can't tell the difference between a Baphomet and like Goat Man and a Pig Man. Like I, I don't know. That's with it. Like it's fucking wild. I, I don't have any words. This is terrifying. You should really watch the movie. Oh my god, it's so good. The book is. I read the whole book in like four days, and you didn't shake your pants. No. <sighs> wow. Well, not intentionally. Ron, cut that out. Uh, it's it's a good story. It's that's why I picked it for one of my first because it's one of my favorites. It's fucking terrifying. So after they experienced all this spoopy shit, they decided enough was enough, and they couldn't live like that anymore. So, so they, how long was it? How long were a they? A month. Uh, oh, so it was only a month. Only a month. All that shit happened in a month. One month. And they still didn't light the place on fire. Nope. Okay. So then we come to the enough is enough point. They tried blessing the house twice. Didn't work. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they were blessing the house, uh, the house responded to them. In the movie, it says, get out. Mm -hmm. But in uh, the book, it says, will you stop? (laughs) Like all sassy, like, will you you stop it? Will you stop you bothering me, girl? Look how orange you look. (laughs) So... After they did that, they're like, okay, I don't know what to do. Uh, so one night in January, after they'd lived there for approximately a month, um, it, it's their final night in the house. Mm-hmm. They won't respond to it in person in interviews as to what it was like in the house at that night. Yeah, I'd be fucking panicked. Yeah. So in the uh, – I don't remember the book. I should have read the, reread the book before I watched or did this podcast. But I read – I watched the movie at least. And um, – so in the the night where they leave, uh, George goes downstairs to check out the red room. Like the floor is like pulsing and he goes and he comes out it with an ax and he breaks through whatever's in the ground and falls into this black pit of ooze. And uh, the mother and the kids are like, we got to go. We got to get out of here. And so... George finally makes it out of the ooze and goes upstairs and he's covered in this black ooze and he uh, grabs all the the kids and the mom and they're like, we got to leave. So they go downstairs, they're running down the stairs and this green slime that they're talking about starts to run up the stairs at them. Like a, like flood water. 
on the walls mostly in oh, the okay. movie. Um, but in I guess in their accounts, it's it's saying it's coming from the staircase. So they eventually make it all the way downstairs, and they run out the front. Like all the doors are slamming, all the windows are breaking. It's windy in there for some reason, uh, and the house is yelling at them. You know, get out, uh, and they leave. And that's it. That's they, it. They just leave. Yep. And in the book and in real life, they just leave. So was this red room potentially like the portal to fucking hell? Like, that's what they say it's supposed to be. Like somehow Butch got in contact with the devil and or demons and opened up a fucking red room to hell. freaking hell. And that's why he was going crazy and demons were telling him to kill people and... Maybe he didn't even kill them. Maybe it was a freaking demon. Came in and killed them all at one time. How did they get murdered all face down in bed? Demons. I don't know. Now we come to the very culmination of my part of the story. So I just wanted to say that, uh, again, the Lesses refused to talk about any of their interviews. They didn't talk about the day they left the house. They just discovered, or they talked about what happened in the house, and then they wrote the book with Jay Anson. Um, so... This the Jay Anson attests that that's their true account. Um, they escape in the night and they never return to the house. They had a company visit the home the next day and take out all their stuff and they moved to California. My favorite part about this is it's all fake. What do you mean? The whole haunting is fake. The Lutz has made it all up. You is that who says that's that? true? That's true. Yeah, they How? made it all up. Because they knew about uh, the the the, the murders. murders, yeah. So they moved into the house, and um, I wouldn't get into all the semantics of it. Well, I guess they're dead. Both Lutzes are dead now. The mom mm. and the dad. Some of the the children are still alive, but they attest that. Uh, so I believe that they they made it all up because there's like phone. Wait, calls. did they actually make it all up, or did are you? Saying that you believe they made it all up. No, I, I, well, I don't want to put our podcast on and saying that they made it up, but I believe they made it up. Their lawyer believes they made it up. The lawyer of Butch DeFeo, who talked with them about it, who got them the deal with Jay Anson, said they made it all up over wine. Many wine-filled nights. But they just made up a story. They made up a story. Then why did they, they just made up a story and left their house after a month just because people would believe it? Because they would believe it, they couldn't afford the house to start with. He like had to sell some stuff yeah. to be able to get this house, um, and I guess it must have just cost too money. And they too much money, and they said we want to go. So they moved out to California, and they never came back. I they, feel robbed. Well, welcome. That's what <laughs> horror is about. You're robbed. You're you're robbed of your life, I guess, with murder. Robbed of your life, robbed of your uh, calmness. So all the DeFeo stuff was was all true. the DeFeo stuff is true, but all of the Lutz's stuff was all of the actual Amityville horror, a true story based on true events. The book, the movie, all the sequels is all false. So based on a true story that's false. Yes. I don't like this. There we I go. don't like it at all. <laughs> Cheers, bitch. A clink. Clink. <laughs> oh, man. That's rough. It's wild. Yeah. I thought it was a good good start out to the podcast because it's a murder. It's a horror. It's something that people have talked about for 30 years. 30, 40, 40 years. years. 40 years, yeah. 50 years? 
I'm probably almost, almost up 50 to, years. yeah, over 40 years. Almost uh, over 40 years at this point. There's like six sequels. I mean, the Conjuring, like I said, was based on, on Conjuring's that. Conjuring's about it. Those people from the war, the Warrens, we'll have to te- talk about in a second episode because the Warrens are an entirely different t- subject. They yeah. have done their own shit and all sorts of crazy crap like that. They so. have made plenty of stuff for us to talk about. Yes, and um, each one of those are probably their own topics, and we can probably just do a mini series of the Warrens and just like go on shit about that. Well, I mean, we got to pick our own uh, topics every time. So yeah, that's true. Feel free to just girl. go Warrens. You could pick Annabelle for like next three time. episodes. <laughs> just going about it. Well, that was our first podcast. I think it went pretty well. I Let's think see, so too. how long are we at now? Probably two hours. Uh, just about. We're at one hour and 53, 54 minutes. So, so basically what we're saying is thank you for listening for all of this. We hope to get better at doing podcasts, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to our maniacal laughter as we listen to uh, terrifying stories about different shit and different spoopy. Spoopy, spoopy things. Yes. Being spoopy as fuck. Um, so I guess... Do we do we wrap up? Is we have to find like a sign off word. Um, I don't know. What did we say earlier? Get spoopy with it. Get spoopy with it. But I don't know. I'm not sure I like that. We'll find something eventually. And I I don't know. What if we just just kind of like just like like uh, meow loudly into the microphone or like just uh, and then it's just, it's just and that's silent. Okay. Or we so, can just say uh, like boxed up and ready to go. Boxed up and ready to go. Just like our lives. Lives. Okay. Well, box it up. And ready to go. Bye, everyone. Bye.